Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's Vindo with Robert Hollinshead. Uh, good day to you, Bob. Top of the morning to you, Shawnee. Back up in the Northeast for uh, to enjoy the uh, summer season, spring season. Gardens are banging, brother. It's going to be a it's going to be a record over here. Tulips are just about ready to quit, but everything else is uh, it's going to be amazing. Thank God. So, so you'll be happy, psych- or no, 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 no psychiatrist needed again this year. <laughs> so our tulips yep. are just uh, starting to flower now. So there you go. That's how far behind we are. Well, you got two weeks. Yep. Yep. First good rain, you're dead. Then they just look like sticks again. You know what I mean? But the first color popping up makes you feel like, you know, there's hope in life, you know? So. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's just dive right into it. What's uh, what's on your mind this week? I know. Uh, I'm sure nobody cares to listen to this, Sean. I'm positive of it, actually. But it's kind of interesting to me anyway, uh, because it's it's a little against what you would think. Uh like from a common sense standpoint, but I guess not really, right? So dealers, I think everybody, used car dealers, new car dealers, we've all had like a couple years of a run here, which, you know, thank God we live long enough to, 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 to actually partake in it. It's, you know, like something that's, we're, cause of, we're the cause of inflation and so forth, right? So we feel bad about that, but in general, being a car dealer in the last couple of years is not really the worst thing in the world, right? So guys that have been through the ups and downs, in my case, since the 70s and gas crises and, and, and you know, all the other craziness, the 911s and the, the credit default swaps and all the rest of it, right? Um, you know, it's uh, – and we also have a tendency to have faulty memories, right, um, that we always overlook the bad and forget what happened and what caused it and what's going to happen in the future. What What's come to – it's you know it's a subliminal thought, but I was just going to vomit it today, uh, just to get it out there. Try to get my head around a little bit better. Maybe when you verbalize it, you can understand it better. So um, you know, we get tortured. We go to the NADA thing, and you get looking left and right and so forth. And of course, you bump into dealers here and there that uh, you know you know from the beginning of time and all that kind of thing. That's fun, all right. Uh, but what my, you know, obviously we're in the software business, but obviously our core business is buying and selling cars, uh, dealer to dealer, right? My uh, observation, if you stand, take a step backwards and look at it, um, the convention isn't for dealers. It's not the National Auto Dealers Association convention. It's, And I'm not picking on them. I'm talking about, you know, conventions in general. They're vendor, they're vendor conventions where all vendors get together and they jump from job to job and they, you know, they're professional people that vend things. You know, sometimes, or occasionally, it's somebody that came from the car business and then they're they're the expert and going to go tell other people how to get how to do whatever a car dealer does. And that's basically, you know, get the job done, get up early, go to bed late, bust your balls in between, get things ready and sell them, right? And when you look around. And then when I'm listening to dealer groups as we go into um, install uh, AccuTrade in, in different uh, settings, um, there's one thing that comes out to be like a common thread, right? And that is um, dealers, even in the 
the shadow of having the best couple years in their careers, right? Big dealers, small dealers, the biggest of all time years, right? Um, maybe not in volume, but in profit for sure. Everybody is talking about dealers or basically all totally unrelated to one another, obviously. They all got something on their head that is kind of odd to me. Um, it's vendoritis, right? Everybody has uh, vendoritis. They're all in the, in the uh, like I say, in the shadow of the best years ever, all looking to chop uh, products that uh, they're not necessarily um, um, using, right? So from my perspective, when you're doing phenomenal, you, you know, like in in my case, when I'm farting around with my, what you would call serious hobby, that's my gardens, right? You know, and you're doing good. You just buy more stuff and you just, you'll find a place for it. You just jam it in, right? And you don't even think about like uh, what else and why and all the rest of it. In the case of vendoritis, what I'm hearing and watching and listening to is everybody's looking for a way to get rid of all the things they currently have and pare it down to like a solution that would take up the space of four or five solutions or seven or eight solutions, right? And it seems to be categorical, like it's it's cross-sectional. I'm seeing it from everybody, right? And I'm just curious, when you're doing phenomenal uh, and you're focused then on uh, chopping expenses, when you think about that, I don't know if that's a reaction to worrying that things ain't always going to stay this good and we're like proactively trying to figure out how we're going to uh, be more efficient and less you know, like uh, uh, um, less prone to having 400 solutions in your dealership for different things, right? But it's uh, to me, it's uh, it's an interesting. It's like our common problems thing. You know, you don't see it till there's you, you sold 400 of them, and 38 of them had the same problem. It turns out to be a common problem. When you're talking to you know uh, 50 or 60 dealers, and they all have the same like common problem and their problem is they want to cut down on the number of vendors and then when you really step one step back off of that uh, and you look at all the solutions and you actually get solution overload where there's 400 varieties of every single thing that could possibly be out there uh, and then you put your dealer hat back on isn't this whole thing about uh you know, like finding a car fell off a truck or you bought it somewhere and you just want to sell it to somebody. All of these solutions, I'm not 100% sure how. And then when you think about it, the most resilient group of people in the country, as far as I'm concerned, are car dealers. Are they coming to the realization that all the solutions of finding out how to solve problems that don't exist because all you want to do is buy and sell a car um, turns out to be a... Uh, it might be that all the solutions aren't really that necessary. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud and I'm thinking to myself. Um, and then when you really think about it, right, the, 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 the thing that really is interesting when you think about this, right, so everybody's happy that Carvana's going down the tubes and their stock is down, you know, they're down, what, there's, they're, the market cap's at under $10 billion. It used to be $50 billion and all the things. And people are kind of clapping. They're saying, well, they're not going to make it. They're, they're going to make it, but it's going to be weird. But in the meantime, 
every dealer in the country has modified their behavior to imitate um, them, right? So it's not even a vendor. Now they're finding vendors to find out how they're going to imitate this entity that whether they succeed or not, it's kind of a moot point whether Odessa turns out to be a, the smart, what I believe to be the smartest move they could possibly make if they do it right or not because the vast majority of everybody, including Toyota, Mercedes-Benz, everybody else is pulling out of Odessa because uh, Carvana bought them. See, in my perspective, it's the exact opposite that should be happening, right, if they if they do that correctly. But that's a separate issue altogether. So, so I guess the point is they, Carvana, and to a lesser extent others, right, much lesser extent, you know, Carvana had an impact that it'll go down in the history books as being the most profound in the history of, of the automotive industry because it is actually in the wake of whatever they're doing. No more car dealers. Car dealers suck. Come do it for us. Touch, don't touch nothing. It, okay. In other words, in, in that volume of noise that they make on every channel in the country, every single day, all day, every day, which obviously is another reason why they ain't never going to get out of a hole of, of overspending and never finding a profit, even though they found wholesale and wholesale turned out to be, which most dealers continue to ignore as it's got a legitimate excuse other than Carfax, CarMax, right? In other words, it, they've actually changed the behavior of the entire dealer body. They've completely changed the way they, the dealers are thinking about what we're going to do to make the customer happy before they even thought about a car. Let's make them happy, right? And if they fart, you know, you're supposed to go and do something about it and all that, right? It's it's all it was all triggered by uh, Carvana. It's all triggered. The whole thing was triggered by the, uh, uh, um, you know, a, uh, and when you think about it, it's incredible that they're only one fraction of a tiny piece of the whole market. It's less than 1% of the whole market. So for them to have that type of noise, create the number of vendors, legitimacy of vendors coming in to show them how to do this and show them how to do that. You'll be able to do that. Nobody will touch nothing. Nobody talk about nothing. You're going to sell a car. For for car dealers to react in that way and then have this uh, influx of uh, of solutions that all got funded and they did things, but they're never going to make a profit, but they're going to tell everybody how to do it, right? You know, you step one, two, three steps back and look down upon this thing. It's really weird, man. It's really, it's amazing. Actually, I was gonna say weird. That's probably a bad word. It's, it's astonishing how uh, um, this has uh, actually transpired. So, the, I guess the moral of the story is there is no moral of the story, uh, other than, um, you know, what I'm actually seeing and hearing and touching and smelling. Uh, with, I guess it's, you know, I guess there is a moral of the story. All of this, uh, you know, like uh, stirring up of the mud has turned out to be a thing where, um, you know, it's it's going to, I think, boil back down to the fundamental things that we do as car dealers. We find merchandise. Uh, we scream that we have it. We do our best to sell it to somebody, uh, and uh, we make a profit doing it. The question is, where does all these uh, solutions fit into the uh, equation in the big picture if, the vast majority of these, these uh, entities, big and small, are thinking about how they can get rid of vendors. <laughs> yeah. Did that make any sense at all, Shawnee? I think it's it's just 
Yeah, no, it's a complete. You know, let me put you on the spot then. So, if Carvana shifted how dealers' uh, mindsets were that, on um, how they want to sell cars, can you also can we also make the jump that say Tesla changed how OEMs want to go direct to consumers and oh, that, that's that? not changed though, Shawnee. So, in in the year two thousand, as bad as my memory is. Um, uh, one of the, our local Chevy dealers was the head of NADA. He was the president of NADA. Uh, he's a nice fellow. We did a lot of business with him through the years, right? A uh, good guy. And in the year 2000, the if anybody went back in the archives, not that anybody gives a flying shit, but uh, the, uh, the, the big thing was, you know, manufacturers want to eliminate dealers. And the only thing that would stop them from doing it, the only reason I remember this to a Nats rear end, because we were building, um, um, at that time it was buyfigure.com, which turned out to be, you know, a, um, um, a traded marketplace, which turned out to be Kelly Instant Cash Offer, which now obviously turned out to be AccuTrade, right? Uh, it, um, it was the fact that you need the dealer to trade a car. Without the trade, you'd never be able to complete a, a, a thing without a, uh, without a dealer. Right, so Tesla has the benefit of the fact that the maintenance is different. When the battery's bad, you just got to go pay eight thousand for a new battery. <laughs> but you're not doing all the other things that you would typically do to a car: plug it in and tell you all the different things that are broken. They might be broken or not broken. Fix them, right? Um, uh, so there is zero question, even though we're on the fifth CEO of each one of the manufacturers since that time. That without any question or doubt in my mind, none, zero question, if they could do away with the dealers, they'd do away with them. There's no doubt about that. I don't care what anybody says, right? Uh, but, you know, between laws and all the rest of it and trade-ins to a certain degree and the viability of having to fix these broken cars like a, a new Bronco that goes 4,000 miles and the motor's no good, I don't know how you would do that without a dealer body to actually handle that circumstance. You see what I'm saying to you? So um, there's no question that's the direction this is going in. Um, um, but I, I just wrote an article for the uh, the, 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 the uh, uh, Pennsylvania Independent Dealers Association or uh, uh, the Maryland, uh, the, the group that they are, right, about the fact that without used car dealers, the car business ends. It's over. There is no such thing as a as a auto industry including Tesla, because what would you do with the used cars, the ones that are broke, the ones that need to be fixed, the ones that are cheap, the ones that are thing? Without used car dealers, there'd be no auctions, period. End of the story, there's nothing to talk about. So even if a dealer doesn't understand wholesale and he doesn't use a methodology that actually maximizes finding the best end user when they're trading a car, even if they don't, um, without used car dealers to absorb those cars, CarMax is out of business, by the way, without a used car dealer. Because the auction's the only thing that keeps them floating, right? The fact they make twelve or thirteen hundred dollars on every car. Who do you think they're selling to? New car dealers? No, they're selling to used car dealers. Who do you think Mannheim sells all of their cars at their auction? They're all, you know, when you look at the biggest auctions in the country, hundred percent of the cars are getting sold by used car dealers to other used car dealers. Sometimes a new car dealer buys them, but not often, right? So, so the whole concept of you know, uh, we're going to eliminate dealerships and we're just going to have delivery centers for all versions of electric cars. Um, it ain't going to happen without used car dealers, I can promise you that. 
That's completely out of the question. We are the oil in the motor of the industry that keeps everything running. Nobody cares about us. Nobody gives us any respect. We're nothing but dirt, like oil, like dirty oil. But without the oil, the motor ain't running, no. The motor ain't, ain't, ain't going no place. You see what I'm saying to you? So um, regardless of what happens in, in that, you know, contentious circumstance of we are, we aren't, we support, we don't support, we're going to do it, we ain't going to do it. The one thing that remains 100% factual, um, the used car dealer is the fiber that keeps the whole thing together and not blowing it up. If we weren't here, this whole thing ends. It's over. Without oil in the motor, motor ain't doing and not, 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 not nothing, daddy-o. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how you got me on that topic because it, it's <laughs> close to my heart, but it, it happens to turn out to be true. Talk all that EV nonsense all you want, right? When 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 that when that car is worn out, you're gonna have a used car dealer. You know what I mean? Yeah, you better believe it, Bob. When that article comes out for uh, the Independent Dealer Association, maybe send a link mm -hmm. along, and I'll put it in the show notes so other people. Can yes, I think it's in there also. now. It's the uh, Maryland, Delaware, uh, Pennsylvania Independent Dealers Association. They, they put some nonsense that I, I wrote in there, and that's basically what it's about, I think. It's uh, just, you know, when people are peeing in their underwear, there's not going to be dealers. Mm. They ain't thought that through. <laughs> We're going to be here, Good. man. You know what I mean? Good. Um, yep. Thank you for that, and thank you for the vendoritis chat. That's good. You got it, doctor. Till, till next time. See you, buddy.